The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. After show, the after show, the after show. The after show! I was afraid I was going to It would have been better if you did it, because I... Yeah, I can't do that to save my life. It's the after show, everybody. We're here doing the show after the show, as Dave always says. Uh, we just wrapped up the big show, and I, I got to hand it to us, Barry. We, we nailed, nailed it. it. You're welcome. So uh, uh, old listeners might remember a segment that we used to do on the Cigar Authority called What's Up in the Cigar Industry? And it was brought to you by someone. And if you've been listening to the show long enough, whatever, you know who it is. Uh Whoever it was stopped, and we never brought the segment back, and it was basically cigar news. So we should get a sponsor and get Barry another job to do, finding and recording the news. Great. Let's throw more on my plate. Why bring this up? Because there is so much going on, and there's tons to talk about. The cool thing about when we were doing that segment, I was more versed in all the lore aspects going on, and now it's become out of sight, out of mind. So from a knowledge standpoint, I kind of miss doing it. All right. Well, why don't you just get ready and maybe he picks up an advertiser and uh, we do it next week. Uh, For example, on on stuff that's going on, uh, people may have heard that Davidoff and Corona Cigar Company, after seven years, have agreed to sever their relationship uh, with the Davidoff licensed cigar shop in Tampa, Florida, effective immediately. It is now just... Corona Cigar Shop. And that name is super, super powerful. I always kind of scratched my head as to why Jeff would agree he has all those Corona shops and yep. then make one of them a Davidoff shop. Uh, I mean, have you been to that place? The oh, yeah. build out was extreme. Maybe it was a partnership to help reduce the out of pocket cost. Could be. I just think that. I think that people in the industry now are starting to see the value of their brand, uh, not just cigar brands, but cigar shop brands. A hundred percent. Everything you need to brand who you are. I mean, two guys is a great brand as well. I agree. Uh, Davidoff is out of the PCA trade show and out of Tampa as a retailer. That's uh, well, we get a lot of news about Davidoff here uh, and they also closed their Atlanta location. So what, is the direction of Davidoff at this point. They're distributing for Ferry Otago. Are they looking to be more of a distributor? Or are they going to retool their program and open lounges again? You, you, and you would think Atlanta would have been 
wouldn't have been one to close because they, they do have various locations and it, it looked like Atlanta was strong. So, you know, is there an underlying issue? Did they lose a lease? Is it the fact that nobody can find employees and they decided to that's, wash that themselves in a headache? The finding the employees is tough. I know we're, we're still experiencing it here at two guys, but the, um, the retail side of the cigar industry is not as easy as it looks. 100%. We do it every day. We live and breathe it. And if you're not invested at that level time-wise, you really don't ever understand what goes into even things as dumb as what goes where and why. Uh, you walk into the shop, what is it that a customer is looking at? These are things that most people, even even some retailers, don't understand. And they just haphazardly put things together and without a plan for success, you're doomed to fail. Yeah, and then you got you know if you look at the Davidoff store, it's the majority of the products in there are Davidoff. So you're kind of narrowing your focus because the average guy that doesn't want to spend seventeen to twenty five dollars on a cigar looks at Davidoff and go, yeah, I'm going to go to one of the other stores where Rocky Patel doing burn. He's the bar. And I don't think Davidoff had the bar outside of Corona. So maybe they just realized the retail game isn't for them. Quite possible. We've got uh, Tim Ozinger with, uh, he was the former president of CAO Cigars. He left the industry 15 years ago, selling out to Swedish Match, which is now Scandinavian Tobacco, also known as General Cigar. And Tim was someone like Mickey Pegg from All Saints Cigars that everybody assumed would return some day to the industry, but he didn't until now. He bought into Crown Heads, and there's some and people that believe that he's always been a part. There's of Crown been Heads. rumors floating around yeah. that he was a silent financial partner, but now it's whether he was or not, he's now an official, unsilent partner. Right. It's official, uh, and he's going to have his brand, Bosphorus. Bosphorus, I was thinking. Bosphorus, maybe uh, made in Nicaragua by Tabacalera. Picardo, uh, the makers of the Ace Prime brands. Yeah, Luciano, which we uh, carry at twoguyscigars.com, is also from that factory. And Crown Heads is the distributor of Ace Prime and now distributing for Tim Ozinger. Is Crown Heads a distributor now? 100%. They've always been. They don't have, it, 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 my opinion is if you, if you don't own your own factory, you're not rolling your own cigars, and you're using a secondary source a f- to make cigars for you you're not a manufacturer you're a distributor that's my mindset because you're having somebody else manufacture the cigars so you got somebody like altatus that has their own factories right multiple yeah and they also have other people make cigars for them but there's, there's, but they're, to your point they're, st- they're a manufacturer yeah. and a distri- distribution they're company. one of the few companies that Wear both hats. That's another one that friggin' always has me scratching my head. Why, if you own your own factory, do you Mm. go and collaborate with another company that owns a factory? The two factories are in competition with each other. Well, we saw that this week, and I don't know if it's on your notes or not, so if I'm jumping ahead, my apologies, but EP Cayo just announced this week that their cigar that they're coming out with at the trade show is going to be made at Oliva. So here's a guy who has his own factory, but he's going to another factory to make his cigar. 
making me think, is he working a deal and maybe selling out to Jay Cortez? I'm thinking that Dave has fodder for his next uh, industry takeover type show. Uh, so other distributors include Illusion, now distributing for Toscano in multiple states, mm-hmm. along with Freud, which is being shown at the show. Uh, you got Blackstar, German Engineered, and others rumored to be in the waiting room, so to speak. All right. Uh, United Cigar has plenty of its own brands, but the distribution agreement 10 years ago with selected tobacco makers of Atabay, Byron, Bandolero, and the new Alfonso getting a lot of attention. Uh, I smoked it. Oh, it was unbelievable. Righteous is yeah. the best way to put it. One of the very few cigars I've ever been able to successfully put copious amounts of smoke through my nose on. It's so clean, so pure, and so great. Uh, later on, United Cigar took on Jose Dominguez, who is arguably one of the biggest cigar makers in the Dominican Republic, certainly as far as volume goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes more cigars than almost anyone. Uh, this year, they bring on Arnold Andre, makers of Montosa and Terranova, and will debut at the PCA the distribution of Yaya. Uh, so I, United Cigar is certainly a distributor. Yeah, and our, our listener base, uh, they seem to be loving the Montosa Maduro. And uh, Terranova, Doc Kentucky, uh, rave reviews as well. So yeah, I like if, it. If you haven't tried it yet and you look at the cigar as like a $6 cigar, it smokes more than it that's listed that's at. That's a great value. Uh, lots of rumors for distribution deals, mergers, acquisitions, and the show hasn't officially started yet. Uh, Dave's going to be there, and he is deaf in one ear. But his good ear, he tells me, <laughs> it's going to be wide open. <laughs> Uh, a couple more little news stories here. Oliva Cigars putting out what was Cuba Aliados, simply is calling it simply Aliados. That's not the story, though. They're having it made by Julio Aroa in Honduras, which is the folks at Aladino, and Ernesto Perez Carrillo in the Dominican. Why? They're in Nicaragua, which is the cheapest place to make cigars, and Oliva is a great cigar maker. So Oliva making something for EP Carrillo. He's in there making something working on blends and working hand in hand with Julio Aroa. Friggin' weird. Yeah. I'm hoping it's just coincidence with Julio, but it wouldn't surprise me with EP uh, Carrillo. He sold out once. Maybe the groundwork Uh, is being laid out. There's a lot of people that think that Julio had a financial interest in Camacho and uh, was, stuck in that five-year non-compete because he he right. was making cigars he wasn't selling cigars right so and maybe he see that with the vintage selection which he had sitting for years and years and years maybe he does uh a two-peat uh speaking of nicaragua toro fuente is building a factory in nicaragua broke ground this week claims to be in operation in less than two years now correct me if i'm wrong but five years ago i saw a picture of them breaking ground for the factory in nicaragua yeah. That was way before the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, and it's like the Padron Fuente thing. We've heard about it for how many years? And, you know, supposedly it made its debut on Sunday. Here's a secret. We record this on Saturday, so we don't know if Sunday actually happened. But it's famous for Fuente to announce something and then take a long time to come out with it. So this factory thing doesn't surprise me that it's taken this long. Yeah, I don't want to speculate because this does never come out rush- on Wednesday and all the information is yeah. going to drop before this sh- this show airs. Never rush the hands of time. Room 101 sells out to General Cigar, and though General claims not to be at the PCA, they will 
as Room 101 uh, is there, and they own it. So they knew they were going to own it for some time. A a, a purchase like that doesn't just happen overnight. No, they could have pulled out, and they were staying true to their beliefs. But same thing with Davidoff not being there. You got Ferry Otego there. Well, and that's the next line on the the notes here, is Ferry Otego is going to be there, and Davidoff's the distributor. So isn't that uh, how many heads from Davidoff are going to be over there at the booth. I'm sure there's going to be at least a Are they going to say no to an order? People. Yeah. Yeah, I doubt Michael's going to be the only person there writing, his, writing the orders, and he's not, not going to go, no, I can't take a Davidoff order for you. Yeah. You would think. the. It's going to be interesting to hear the stories from Dave when he returns of the – because that – Manufacturer, everybody in the cigar industry has a hard time keeping their mouth shut. There's really very few secrets that are kept. Yeah. Uh, there's rumors that float around. The mergers get tipped. You get tipped off in advance. Um, a lot of times, we can't say anything because we'd be saying it to a, a large audience. So, yeah, the strength and character of the cigar industry is not keeping their mouth shut. Let's try it another way. Hey, yeah. Chrissy, can you play the drop for strength and character? It's time for Incredible Feats of Strength, brought to you by Camacho Cigars. For six decades, Camacho have been working hard to build the best damn cigar around, and they have gotten through it all by sticking to their vision, the strength to do anything they set their hand to. Camacho Cigars. And this is the second time we're going to hear about Kevin Fast, second time in the top five. He came in at number five. But this time, it seems that he can continue to move anything on our planet, including a house. Yes, he pulled a 35.9-ton house for 39 feet and 2.47 inches. The question is, why? Why do men climb mountains, parents? Because they're there. I don't want to move my house, though. Yeah. That's... No. You, 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 and you got to wonder. You did... get one of those super wide trucks to move it that fuck things up during rush hour with the red flag hanging off the back. It had to have been on wheels or rollers of something. It, it had to be on something because you figure it would just rip the foundation to shreds. So, yeah, it had to be on something. Something was It had to be there. a double wide, triple wide on wheels or something. So this is after the trade show. So I, I, I said I don't want to speculate, but uh, I'm going to say it and whatever. If I'm wrong, email me and make fun of me. Uh, Dave believes that he got confirmation that the Fuente and Padron cigar is being shown at the show, mm. that there's a separate booth that connects Padron and a Toro Fuente. Right. And... I think that there will be something there that they're showing, but I don't see us taking delivery on that cigar for a, solid a full year. year. Solid year, yep. Supposedly, it's already made. I don't believe it. Uh, the rumor as of right now when we're taping Saturday is 40-count box, yep. and 20 which would of mean each. 20, 20 and 20. Uh, Se- Churchill size. 7 by 50, yep. Is the Toro Fuente going to be box-pressed? Is the Padron going to be in the round? Well, see, the thing would be for the Fuente to be in the box-pressed and for the Padron to be in a Hemingway shape. That'd be interesting. 
That would be epic, in my opinion, as as a consumer, a cigar smoker, a cigar lover. But they're both going to be they're both going to be Churchills, right? So, uh, yeah, the PCA edition, the Padron ninety five, that was ordered at the trade show last year. Came in in January. I mean, and it came in five boxes for the first shipment. Yeah, it, yeah. you can't even say it came in. No, they were, they talk about it, dribs and drabs. It was so March that it came in on a enough basis to have them in stock. Yeah, that those are two companies that are uh, that are slow getting cigars out, and they uh, also have the number ninety six coming out this year. Correct, which we're not going to see until January again. But yep. the, uh, I'm wondering if. Fuente is struggling with staffing because I notice of all the companies that we carry, they seem to be dealing with the most out of stocks consistently. Yeah, yeah, more so than other Dominican factories, but it seems like the Dominican factories got hit harder than the Nicaraguan and Honduran factories during the pandemic. Uh, There was more issues with stuff on back order, stuff slow to come out. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you that there, there's something going on that they're still having what appears to be issues. And even with their more rare stuff, the Opus X's mm-hmm. and all that, the amount of cigars that are coming in when they come in, and it's not so the people understand how that product works, mm-hmm. they ship, you get what you get and you don't get upset is basically the mantra on that. Mm-hmm. You can't order it. You can't say, oh, I'll have this. Uh, you know, I want six boxes of uh, the shark shape. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. You get what you get. Right. And yeah, because everybody's going to want the shark. Everybody's going to want the obscure opus sizes. No, you're allocated X amount of boxes, and they get to pick the boxes. But even that, the allocations have been a third of what they've of been, what they've been yes, in years past. And I, you can go back five years. Mm-hmm. Even five years ago... Yeah, I mean, this past year they they couldn't ship the rare pinks and they substituted it with something else. Yeah, so, when we get that in, I got a guy that I need to take care yeah. of on that. So I think uh, you know, hopefully things are going to start moving better, especially with the news that came out from Judge Mehta this week, uh, basically shooting down the FDA regulations. Um, the only thing left now is they have to come to a decision on the definition of a premium cigar. Well, and you just got one, so they can. Yes, but you know, federal law supersedes state law, so you, you got to hope they're not going to come out with a price point of finding a minimum, uh, a premium cigar, and they go with the weight base which New Hampshire has. Yeah, and I think I think going by price is a big mistake because what dif- what difference should it make mm-hmm. what we pay for anything? 100%. And and Dave has made this argument before. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. If a cigar, if we buy a cigar for five dollars mm-hmm. and. He's at a trade show, and they say, "Well, if you buy a hundred boxes, yeah, it's going to be three dollars a cigar. That would be extreme. It'd yes. be like four fifty. Yeah. So now it goes from being a premium cigar to a non-premium cigar just for that selling cycle, yeah. and then goes back to being a premium cigar after that. So now the FDA is going to have so much more paperwork because now they're going to have to know every single transaction that happens and what the retailer pays for it. The price-based Evaluation is, is, terrible. is the worst. Yep. It's the worst one. Uh, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully. Are they, did, did they say anything about, uh, is it thinking six pounds per thousand, three pounds per thousand? They, they, they didn't say anything. They just said that uh, later this year, parties have to submit arguments and uh, an appropriate remedy uh, 
So as I understand later this month, as I understand the New Hampshire law states that it is six pounds per thousand. So if you take a cigar and you have 1000 cigars, it needs to weigh in excess of six pounds. That's what that means. So uh, in addition to that, the cigar must require humidification Mm -hmm. and which must be yes and no. Uh, And it must be threw me off. Humidification, it has to be 100% tobacco. Right. So no yeah. homogenized binders, mm-hmm. uh, no fake wrappers. Uh, it's got to be all 100% tobacco, uh, with the exception of the pectin they use to seal the cap, uh, which would be an awesome definition, I think, for the FDA to to come out with that. But they've done uh, zero yeah, I'd like to, six to help pounds, the cigar six industry. Pounds by thousand, six pounds per thousand just by itself. That would be awesome. Leave the humidification aspect out of it. And I think Toscano, they just they tell us that it doesn't require humidification, mm-hmm. but they could change that in one second. Let's face it, a humidified Toscano tastes better than one that's a dehydrated been out one. For six months. Yeah. Yes. So I mean you could make the argument that Toscano requires humidification. Mm-hmm. All right. We made it. Twenty one minutes. It's the bare minimum, but we made it. We're not ending mm-hmm. early. Good fill on the stretch there, uh, Barents. And uh, next I woke week, up in Bizarro World today. He's so complimentary. Shut the fuck up. There we go. Uh, I feel better. Next week, Dave and Ed Sullivan are back from the PCA trade show, and we're going to get their take on what's coming in the cigar industry. I'm hoping that they bring back cigars, and I'm hoping that they bring back the gossip. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, and always remember, please, stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.